Blue Shirts fans, welcome to the Worst New York Rangers podcast, the podcast about the NHL's least favorite team, the New York Rangers. So the Rangers just played a back-to-back against the Lightning, and then right after that, they played against the Blues the next day. Here's why the win against the Lightning is important for the playoffs, and the loss against the Blues doesn't really matter. So first off, the Rangers beat the Lightning 6-3. Absolute slobber knocker. Fucking fight fest 2023 MSG. It was... Probably one of my favorite games so far this season. Harper fought like three times. You know, it was just, it was absolutely crazy. And to see the Rangers perform this well against Tampa Bay, it kind of like, it's, you know, whenever they play against each other, it's always like a get back game, kind of get them back for being eliminated in the playoffs. But I love, absolutely love the Igor Vasilevsky matchup. I love it. And I think honestly, just because like the, announcers for, you know, the NHL, the TNT, the ESPN, you know, everybody except for Sam and Joe, they they really haven't put any respect on the Rangers' name up until kind of recently. And the consensus is now is that Igor is an incredible goalie and it's finally being, you know, said and spoken live on television. So it's a lot more fun to watch now because usually if I'm watching the fucking TNT broadcast or the NHL hockey night bullshit, the announcers are always fucking sucking Vasilevsky's dick and not really, you know, praising Igor, even though Vasilevsky won the Vesna in, what, 2019, and Igor won it fucking last year. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you can bring up the fact that Vasilevsky won 2019, but they're just finally, you know, singing the praises of Igor that we've been saying for the past two seasons. And the difference makers, really, for the night against the Lightning really were Tyler Mott, Chris Kreider, you know, and even to the point Mika Zibanejad, our first, second, third stars go to Mott, Kreider, and Mika, respectively. And to just touch on Tyler Mott for a second, I absolutely love this guy. I think he's a gritty, like, pest-like player. He's always in your face. He's always breaking up plays. He's always driving towards the net and trying to make something happen. And to have him on your fourth line, honestly, uh, I don't think that's too bad at all. If Mott was put in a position on another team or even on the Rangers... I feel like he could definitely be a top six forward. I think that he could find his way in there. Like, if they put him on a line with Mika and Kreider or, say, Kane or Tarasenko or whatever, you know, Panarin, whatever whatever it may be, he, he'd definitely shine. But I think it's even better on the fourth line because, you know, the VZ, Goudreau, and the Tyler Mott combo is absolutely killer. And if that's your fourth line, man, like, uh, that, that's not bad at all. And for our other two stars for the Bolts game, um, you know, it's Mika Zibanejad, star number three. He had three assists that night. Absolutely insane what he does every single game. He's always in the right spot. He's always doing things defensively well, not just, you know, trying to stop block pucks. He's always doing something right, which I love. And and Chris Kreider, he, he, the thing about Chris is that he's kind, he's kind of a sleeper. I mean, we all know he's been a Ranger forever, and last year he put up, like, record numbers for his entire season as or in, entire seasons of being a ranger in general he put up record numbers for himself but really what it comes down to is that Chris Kreider is kind of always there when you need him and you know he lives rent free in front of that net and those tip-in goals 
that the announcers were saying, and, and I actually agree with this, you know, when he retires, when he's done with the Rangers, there's going to be a conversation about whether his jersey gets hung up, you know. He's he's not always 100%, but when Kreider's on, he's fucking on. And while I'm still singing praises, I think it, it has to be said that, you know, got to say something about the kids' line, the third line, in my opinion, best third line in hockey. I don't think there's a better third line in terms of talent and, you know, pure just offensive play and, and skill from such a young young group of guys. Um, Philip Heedle just got a four-year extension with the Rangers, so he's going to be around for a couple more years, so that's great for us. Lafreniere is kind of, you know, breaking out again and doing what he does. And like I say at the end of every single podcast, every podcast I've ever made, whether it be a Broadway bonus or a full episode, I say praise be to Kako because... Right now, you'll see what Kako is doing. And it's not about him scoring. It's not about, you know, the offensive presence that he brings while he's on that line. It's not even the synergy that he has with the other kids on the third line. It's the fact that when that guy has the fucking puck, he will not give it up. He will fucking spinorama. He'll, he'll, between the legs, behind the net, whatever he can do to make sure he doesn't turn over that puck. And that gives us a chance to set up in the offensive zone and just get situated because... You know, a little spoiler from last night against the the Blues. That was our biggest problem last night is that we didn't set up offensive dominance. We didn't set up in the zone and we didn't get things moving. But Kako does everything he can to make sure that he can keep hold of that puck until he can give it to someone who can do something with it. It might be himself. It might be a pass to someone where he gets it back and he gets where he needs to be. But Kako's IQ is 200. Hockey IQ is right up there with Mika's and... I would even say right up there with Panarin. The only difference is, you know, Panarin does a lot of risky stuff that if it pays off, it pays off big. But Mika and Kako are the two best players on our team when it comes to calculated plays and just doing things right, not only to set themselves up for goals, but to help their team set up for goals and just set up in the offensive zone in general. And the general wrap-up of this game, some awesome things and some, some things that I saw that need to be covered. We had four fights this game with, you know, three different Rangers, two of them coming from Ben Harper, which Ben Harper is a beast, bro. He's literally a gentle giant. He seems like, you know, a really nice kind of guy, but not the kind of dude that you want to, like, mess with because when he gets pissed, he's pissed. So we saw two fights from him. We saw a try to stuff in goal on Igor. I I would say was goalie interference that led to a goal, but, you know, there was contact made with uh, Igor and then... Ryan Lindgren returns in this game, and you see him go fucking crazy Barracuda because someone put hands, basically, on Igor. So you see him going absolutely banana sandwich. We see Kane out on injured reserve. I guess he's kind of working through some stuff. It's not that serious. They're only sitting him because they want him to be healthy for the playoffs, which I don't disagree with. Then we see a slew foot double check from two Tampa Bay guys on Truba that puts him face first into the ice. You know, again, not super serious. He's out for the rest of the game, but he he ends up returning by the next day against the St. Louis Blues. So, you know, I, that was a rapid fire right there, but, like, there was a lot of good things that happened, a lot of great stuff that we saw happen. And this was only cherry on top just by the fact that it was against Tampa Bay, you know, a team that eliminated us last year in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's just so good to see... The Rangers doing well against a team that they could possibly face or a team that, you know, could possibly still have bad blood with. And just 
just the Rangers being the Rangers in this game is really, really what we need to see and kind of what I'm going to base what we're going to do in the playoffs because this was without Kane. This was without Jacob Truba for most of the game, you know, and it was a gritty fucking fight fest, man. It, it was it was pretty cool. And to just quickly touch on the game against St. Louis yesterday, it was it was a slow, sloppy game. I mean, you can tell that the Rangers were tired from the night before. Like I said, it was a it was fight night at MSG, so rightfully so, I would assume that those guys would be tired. Halak was in net, and I I, I don't really care too much about this loss. I kind of wish we could have won. I mean, it was a loss in overtime, so I guess that's something. It was just, you know, the Rangers just weren't there. They didn't really care about playing St. Louis against someone they're not going to face at all, and they're not even probably going to make the playoffs. I don't think they even can make it. I think they might be eliminated. But, you know, the Rangers just didn't care in this game. They were just trying to stay healthy. And I don't know if that was Gallant saying, you know, just just kind of autopilot. The only thing about this game that I don't like is the fact that, you know, Halak was in, so it kind of sucks for him just to kind of get shafted like that and to kind of just, yeah, you just got to defend against this team and just hope that we don't lose because, you know, we're not really going to put in that much effort. But it is what it is. Halak knows what he is. He's our second goalie. Though I think he's great, you know, he's still always just going to be our second goalie. And those are the things that a second goalie has to go through, unfortunately. He has to deal with those those shitty games where, you know, there's only three games left. There's only three games left in the in the playoff, like, race three games in regular season before in it thick. So I, I just assume that, you know, the Rangers are on autopilot and this game is not indicative of what's going to happen to us later in this in this playoff run. It's just, you know, kind of like a, we got to play a game today because we're scheduled to, so let's just autopilot through it. And whether I like it or not, it, it kind of is what it is. And speaking of only being three games, we have three games left. The first one will be on April 8th against the Blue Jackets. The second will be the Sabres on 4:10, and our last game will be on April 13th against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that's it, bro. That's it. We are in playoffs. We are in the run, and then we start what we got to start. I am so excited. I'm so happy that the Rangers have made the playoffs and they've clinched it. And it's going to be a wacky fucking year, man. It is. The Metro has never looked stronger, Rangers included. But it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy at all. It's going to be grindy. I hope there's not that many Game 7s for us unless we have to have them. And by that, I mean if we're going to Game 7, I hope it's because we are winning them and not because, you know, we lose and that would suck. But, you know, positive vibes, baby. Positive vibes only. And we just, we're just going to see what happens. Like I said, less than two weeks away and we get to see New York Rangers playoff hockey. And other than that, man, it, that's pretty much it. Like, it's all around good vibes. The Rangers look pretty good. We have a fucking all-star team. And I feel like we're going to do some damage this year. I really I really hope so. We have a captain this year. So you know what that means. If, if something were to happen, if we were to get something, they'd call you-know-who to get the you-know-what. Don't want to put no bad juju in there. So I'm not going to say it out loud. But the Rangers look good, baby. The Rangers look good. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Thank you. Seriously, thank you all so much for being here. This is this is going to be the most exciting playoff run, I think, for the Rangers, you know, since, since last year and before that, maybe the 94 run. Because I don't think we've ever been this stacked as a team. I don't think we've ever been this prepared. And I don't think... Uh, 
I don't think I could wish for a better team going into the playoffs, to be honest. So uh, all I can say is just remember, it's not over until it's over. No quit. Praise be to Kako, and let's go Rangers.